Hey, and welcome to the OS Training Podcast. I'm Steve Burge, and in this episode, I'm talking with Dusty Davidson. Now, Dusty is one of the founders of Flywheel, who are a managed WordPress hosting company. There are many of those, but Flywheel is unique in several ways. One, they have a very whimsical and colorful culture. And two, they're also based in Omaha, Nebraska, which is a long way away from any traditional centers of tech and venture capital in California or Boston or New York. And they've managed to grow a really interesting and different company based in Omaha. They're up to 180 people now, so they must be doing something right. And in this week's episode, I talk with Dusty about the history of Flywheel, why they decided to stay in Omaha, and how they've managed to create such a unique and interesting company culture. This episode is sponsored by the Publish Press plugin. If you've been around WordPress for a while, you may remember the old Edit Flow plugin, which was an editorial calendar. Well, Publish Press is a vastly updated version of Edit Flow. It has an editorial calendar, but now it's been beautifully redesigned to be colorful, to be full of icons, and to make it really easy to drag and drop and organize all the content that you have planned for your site. It also comes with dozens of other cool features, including notifications, so you can remind your authors before and after their content gets published. You can make sure your whole team is on the same page. So if you write a lot of content on your WordPress site, check out Publish Press at publishpress.com. Hey, Dusty, welcome to the OS Training Podcast. Thanks for having me, Steve. Great to be here. So you are in Omaha, Nebraska at the moment? Yeah, Omaha, Nebraska, right smack in the middle of the country. Okay, so... If someone from outside the U.S. asks you where you're from, you basically say the center of the U.S.? Yeah, the center of the U.S., or sometimes I say we're right near Chicago, which is not totally true. It's, you know, 10 hours, but it's, <laughs> it gives people a little perspective. It's close by Midwestern distances where... It is, absolutely. Driving five or six hours is fairly normal. Yep. <laughs> so I guess Omaha is a, a massive city in Nebraska surrounded by not much, a lot of small towns. Yeah, a lot of small towns, a lot of farmland. You know, Omaha is about a city of a million, so it's certainly big by Midwest standards. But, you know, it's a, there's enough size to where there's interesting things happening, both in sort of culture and technology, and, you know, yet small enough to where I think you can make a big impact. One of our team lives fairly close to you in Fort Dodge, Iowa. And, well, again, <laughs> close by, by Midwestern standards, at least. And I think he spent some time in Nebraska, too, and he says it's one of the best places in the world. He wouldn't leave for anything, I don't think. That's fantastic. Yeah, I grew up in the Midwest. I actually grew up in Iowa, so not far from uh, Fort Dodge. And, you know, I, I always say that as a young person, I was, was sort of hell-bent on being anywhere but here, but ended up staying and, you know, I think, you know, love it here just like, I think like a lot of people who, who have roots here feel that way about the Midwest. It's unusual, I guess, to found a highly successful tech company in Nebraska. How did you end up deciding to start Flywheel right there in Omaha rather than packing up your bags and going to Silicon Valley? I've spoken with a few people on this podcast who have moved to Silicon Valley from all over the world, but you decided to put down roots exactly where, where you were. You, were you tempted to move when you wanted to start Flywheel? I think earlier in my life I was tempted to move, but, but then became aware of, of a movement and a groundswell around you know, high growth, high tech startups in the region and kind of matching what was happening globally around the idea that really, I think you can build extraordinary technology companies 
from almost anywhere if there's, you know, enough great people and there's enough sort of passion and drive. And I think, you know, ultimately when we started Flywheel, you know, we were, we were very committed at that point to, to being here and making an impact and a dent, you know, on the Silicon Prairie, as we call it. And really, you know, I think we also believe strongly that there's extraordinary talent and, you know, technical talent and sales talent otherwise to be had here. And, you know, honestly, this is where our families are and we love being here. And so it wasn't really a question by the time we started Flywheel for sure. Okay, so Silicon Prairie is the name that you guys give to all the startups happening around Nebraska, or is it even bigger than that? Uh, we usually called it, we refer to it as the areas in and around Nebraska, Iowa, and Kansas and Missouri, right? Like if you, if you flew out of the Omaha or Kansas City airport, then like maybe you're on the Silicon Prairie. And you know, really just giving people an identity, the idea that they, you know, if you're building a company here in the middle of the country, which is, you know, for, for lots of folks is flyover country, that there's an identity and a sort of a mass of connected technology startups. And I think that's been trending upwards pretty nicely over the last, you know, eh, five to eight or 10 years. I'd always assumed that, well, I guess I knew a lot of companies sent their call centers and quite a lot of their service facilities to the Midwest because the cost of living and the cost of hiring people is somewhat cheaper than on the east or west coast of the US. And also because they have that wonderful accent, which is... The regional neutral dialect. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> to be honest, whenever we do training, as a company has done a lot of training over the years, we love to hire people from the Midwest or central Canada because they have such a clean accent that's almost perfect for video training and I guess for call centers too. But increasingly, the area is being known for creating companies rather than just hosting call centers. There are, there's a real startup culture there. Yeah, I think there really is. I think it's, it's grown really nicely over the last, you know, five to 10 years. And I think what, what people realize is that, you know, there, yes, there is a regional neutral dialect and yes, the cost of living is lower, but there's extraordinary technologists here and there's, there's great ideas everywhere, right? And there's great universities and there's great, you know, there's, there's a ton of capital. I mean, Warren Buffett is from here. And so, you know, the, the idea that, that all of those things together can create an environment where great, high growth, high tech companies can emerge, I think is really taking shape. And, and I think the other thing is, you know, as we think about building Flywheel here as an example, yeah, there's lots of call centers and, and this sort of stuff, but, you know, Flywheel is a, a service oriented business. Flywheel is, you know, we have uh, growing sales teams and growing, you know, teams of all shapes and sizes. And I think, you know, we're able to build Flywheel here in a way that would be in lots of places in, around the world cost prohibitive, frankly. And so, and we can house it all here and we can build the culture that we want and we can build the teams that we want in a way that is a lot harder to do all under one roof in other parts of the country, certainly. It might be that if you went to Silicon Valley, you were working with a lot of people that might be changing jobs every couple of years, that might be jumping from opportunity to opportunity, whereas people in the Midwest, they may stay with you for longer, help you grow the culture together, help you grow a sustainable culture. So, I mean, you're... 200 people now at Flywheel? Yeah, yeah just uh, almost. Just hit 180 this, uh, this week, actually. So it's not particularly easy to keep a culture when you're growing that fast. But again, is that, I feel like I'm maybe stereotyping people in the Midwest a little bit. But do you feel like perhaps they are more inclined to stay around and help you build something for the long term? Well, I, I think there's probably something to that. The, I think the way we think about it is that in Omaha, you can actually make a dent and you can make an impact and you can stand out. So if you build something remarkable, like worth remarking about, right? The culture or a velocity of growth or a, 
or a commitment around quality or inclusivity or whatever it is that makes Flywheel stand out around here, you can actually do that here. And so we can attract extraordinary people in a way that is a lot harder in places where there's a higher density of, of lots of companies like Flywheel. Now, there's trade-offs to that, right, in terms of, you know, there's not hundreds of flywheels in Omaha, Nebraska, obviously. But it does mean that you can attract people that do want to help build and want to be a part of it for long term because there are fewer, I guess, cool, if you want to define cool, however, you know, whether it's the ability to make an impact or high growth or have fun or whatever it might be, um, there's fewer of those opportunities, certainly. And so we're able, I think, to attract and retain people uh, because of that in Omaha in a way that may, maybe is different in other places, certainly. You seem to have a, a culture that's very at least from what I can see on the outside, from talking to people and seeing the videos and the, the photos you post, a culture that seems very... It reminds me of... Have you come across Wistia, the video company? Oh, yeah, I love those guys. Yeah, absolutely. They seem to have like a very you know, hardworking, but also playful, kind of bright, bubbly culture to them. And I see the stuff coming out of them, and I see the stuff coming out of you, and there seems to be some overlap. You seem to have a very colorful culture. Yeah, I think the Flywheel brand and and therefore the Flywheel culture, I think, is is one of whimsy, certainly, right? Like we do, you know, I'm sitting in a room now with, you know, we, we did a portrait shoot of all the dogs in the office and now they just <laughs> decorate the, the walls in this, uh, in this particular conference room. But, you know, I think that that is core to who we are, right? We always wanted the Flywheel brand to be one of whimsy, right? And, but also I think it's core to who our, our customers uh, have been ever since the very early days, right? We've targeted and, and worked with, you know, designers and creative folks. And I think, you know, not only um, our brand and our, our product offering, but also from a cultural perspective, you know, it, it sort of runs deep that we are a creative bunch of folks. And I think that what you see externally is a reflection of that. So if you log on to, I'll take Amazon as an example, you log on to your Amazon hosting dashboard and everything is super gray, super technical. Even from the beginning at Flywheel, you've tried to go in the opposite direction. Everything, your dashboard has been very bright and colorful and very targeted towards, at least initially, a, a target audience of designers and creative people. Yeah, absolutely. I think we, you know, we think about it as, you know, A, we've tried to humanize hosting in a way, right? The idea that you won't see any pictures of servers on our website, you know, it's like, trust us, there's servers there. You know, it, it's That's more That's the typical hosting company website, right? You go there, especially in the old days, and there'd be a big slideshow with server farms on the front of the website. Right, exactly. Yeah. And so we try to give a personality to it because, you know, I think that the, you know, Flywheel started in large part because, you know, my partners, Rick and Tony and myself, you know, came from that background and we, we built Flywheel for ourselves in lots of ways. And, you know, we talked to thousands of customers over the first couple of years and, and they were people just like us in a lot of ways. They were building sites for clients. They were creative. They wanted to focus on designing and building and not on, you know, technical things. And I think that the Flywheel brand is a reflection of the fact that my partner Rick, Tony, and myself built Flywheel for ourselves and for people like us. And, you know, we want to buy software from companies that we admire and that have extraordinary brands and that have a personality and that stand for something. And I think lots of other people do as well. And so when we built Flywheel, you know, we wanted it to be a reflection of that, both in terms of culture and brand. And I think, again, what you see today externally when you say, like, Flywheel looks like a, a fun place or this, I think it's, it's certainly a reflection of that. So can you take me back to 
something you said just a moment or so ago about the founding of Flywheel. Can you take me back to that story? How did Flywheel get started? Yeah, so I had run a software consulting firm for many years as my first entrepreneurial endeavor. I hired both my now partners there, Rick as an intern and Tony as a software engineer. Uh, we worked together for many years, kind of went on our separate ways and decided to get the band back together, if you will, to start Flywheel. Um, and I always say it's for two reasons. One was to create uh, a platform that we wish would have existed when we were building sites for clients. And we dreamed about a world where the hosting worked extraordinarily, but there were workflow software solutions that sort of surrounded that, that really sort of improved the creative workflow. And the other half was just to work with extraordinary people again. And, you know, the impetus for Flywheel and a lot of the underpinnings for Flywheel revolve around people. And, you know, I think the founding team is, is an example of that. We share similar values and alignment in terms of what we want to build and our bar for quality and all these things. And so the founding of Flywheel was, was about half of, about the idea and half about just, like I said, getting the band back together again. So you started with just three of you in Omaha? Yep, absolutely. And build slowly. I, I was doing some research before the podcast and I, I came across a TechCrunch article from 2013 about the launch of Flywheel and some new services. That would have been just a few months after you launched. You must have been doing something right to be able to get to your product launch on TechCrunch within a few months. Yeah, I think that one of the reasons why you're able and like we were able to move quickly in the early days was, was because the founding team, myself and my two partners, really you know, it's kind of the dream makeup of, you know, we're product focused, but, you know, my partner Rick is a designer and has a sales and marketing mind, and my partner Tony's a deep technologist, and I had run businesses before. And so, you know, the three of us could do, you know, could build, market, and sell the original product, you know, pretty quickly. And I think that that goes a long ways to being able to get early traction and be able to sort of accelerate the company quickly in the early days. So, from what I was able to find out, you actually started in Omaha and when it came to growing faster, you were able to, to get venture capital in the Midwest as well, from Kansas, it seems like, rather than going to New York or going to Silicon Valley or Boston. You actually were able to find the money you needed to grow close to home as well? Yeah, we, we've raised money a couple of times over the years, and almost all of it is from within a couple hundred miles of here. Um, we've got some individuals and, and small, small groups on, on the coast, but you know, I think that you know, for us, we, we've always, when we've raised money, wanted to work with exceptional and, and great partners and partners that really were aligned with what we were trying to build, both from a vision perspective and from a geography perspective, right? And, you know, there's a lot of people who will ignore the companies that sort of exist in the middle of the country. We think that it's a competitive advantage to be here. We, we love being here. And, you know, our, our investor partners that we're able to collect over the years around the Midwest share that sentiment, not only for the product vision, but for the idea that actually there's an advantage to building a company you know, on the Silicon Prairie. So they'll be happy if you keep growing the company and perhaps eventually exit locally rather than trying to push you to exit to some private capital company out in, on the East Coast there, very closely aligned with what you're trying to do. Yeah, I think that it's just sort of like, how are we building the company? How are, where are we making investments? How are we, how are we doing it? I think there's great alignment there. I think, you know, the irony is that the bigger that you get, the less 
geography matters to acquirers, to investors, these sorts of things, right? It's less about, you know, taking a bet on somebody and more about the business and its market and these things. But in the early days, you need that alignment because it is a risk. It's a, it's a much riskier investment in the very early formation days of a company. And so, you know, I think that, you know, being able to find great partners early on that were nearby, but believed in a, a big vision for Flywheel was key. So are there any moments, looking back, it's what, six years into the flywheel journey now, are there any moments that, in retrospect, really helped kickstart your growth? From an outside perspective, I first remember coming across Flywheel when you took over local, the desktop application. Did that help kickstart your growth, or are there other moments when suddenly you thought, okay, we have a real thing here? Yeah, I think that there's a bunch of bunch of those moments. I think you're right. Local, but like our acquisition of Pressmatic and the eventual sort of launch of local, I think, was like a big sort of inflection point for Flywheel. Uh, not only growth-wise, but from a validating what our original idea was. I mean, we we've long wanted to create and launch adjacent software products to the hosting platform. And I think that, you know, we had the idea for local back to the very beginning of Flywheel. We always wanted to build it and just never had the time. And so that really was able to sort of not only accelerate the growth, but establish kind of more clearly what we want to do in the world. And I think that was pretty exciting. You know, there's lots of other examples of it. You know, for a long time, as an example, Flywheel, like we didn't even have phones for many years. You know, we were a very marketing-driven company, and, you know, people would sign up, and it was great. And at one point, we sort of, we woke up and were like, oh, man, all these people are inquiring and asking questions. Maybe we should just call them back. And so, you know, there's just, like, learnings as you go through the stages of a company that, that now, you know, someday in the future, if we ever start another company, you'd take with you. But we learned a lot of the stuff as we went along. And, and each of those things, in turn, accelerated the growth or further cemented our sort of our position in the market. So on the marketing, on the product side, you are, I guess, whimsical was the word you used, very, very bright and colorful. On the technical side, it sounds as if you have things well covered as well. Uh, you are hosting all the sites on Google Cloud now? Yeah, we've, uh, this, uh, in the last, uh, I think six months or so, launched our, our flywheel cloud, if you will, which is powered under the hood by, uh, by Google. And so that's been a big shift for us. So historically, over the years, we were, we were split across a couple of providers, DigitalOcean probably being the primary one. And so, you know, I think the world has changed a lot in the last six years since we started. I think that when we did start on a, on a technological front, we, we were one of the first, if not only, to, to sort of architect the way we were doing things in the way that we did, which created both great performance, but also great, uh, I think, price considerations. And, but the world has changed. And so, you know, we've made extraordinary investments into R&D uh, for our new cloud platform. And I think it's really, for us, is the future, obviously. We're making a big bet there. And I think that bet will pay off not only from a hosting perspective, but for what we can do sort of around that from a total platform and offering perspective. Yeah, I'm curious about that. I remember fairly recently, Pantheon moved off Amazon. It's almost the stock impression of many hosting companies that they just put their customers on Amazon or perhaps DigitalOcean, but they made a similarly massive investment to move over to Google Cloud. And I was, I was curious what it was that was taking business away from some of the more, I was going to say traditional, but that sounds wrong in such a new industry, yeah. taking business away from a company like Amazon that might have been the default choice for hosting in previous years. 
Yeah, I think that as we evaluated, you know, in the early days, we were looking for simple, you know, it was just three of us. And we we come from software backgrounds, not even, you know, we're not hosting people really in the early days. We built software and we wanted to build software. And so we needed simple but performant and reliable. And and DigitalOcean is those things and was has been an extraordinary partner over the years. But as we grew, you know, our ability to build more complex systems grew as well. And so, you know, as we looked at where we could go, you know, to build a, a much larger, much more scalable, much more resilient platform, you know, we evaluated all the sort of major options, obviously. And, and what I would say is that Google has, has, has made extraordinary investments in infrastructure and their network and their product offerings. And I think are innovating in a, at, a, at a pace that's pretty incredible. And they just have been great partners. And we, we love working with great people. Uh, like I said, there's a recurring theme at Flywheel around just working with great people and people that we like. They've been an extraordinary partner as well along that path. So, yeah, I think you'll see that, uh, you know, they, they, they've come a long way in a short amount of time against uh, the incumbent of Amazon. I think they're doing really interesting things. So you make it a big focus to, to work with the best people you can. I'm sorry, I feel like I should have researched this question beforehand, but are you hiring remote workers? Is everyone based in Omaha or are you increasingly branching out to hire the good people wherever you can find them? Yeah, I think we, we built the core of Flywheel and to, to establish the culture and the, you know, the, the sort of the nucleus of Flywheel in a way to about 60 people before we hired any remote. And then over the last, you know, three or four years, we've hired probably about 25% of folks around the globe. And, and some of that is for support coverage in other places. We've got a lot of people in Australia and a lot of people in the UK. But increasingly, you know, it's designers, it's developers, it's, it's a bunch of different things because you're right. Like we, we have, in some cases, very specialized skill sets that we just want the best. And we've, we've tried to build a culture that where remote is very much a first-class citizen. And I think, you know, that will be, continue to be the trend, if not even accelerate as we grow. It's perhaps easier to do once you've built up a really strong culture, then you can, you can add people remotely and they have a, an existing culture to tap into that's instantly helpful to them and well-defined. Yeah, absolutely. And we do lots of things. We fly everybody in four times a year and we, you know, we send people <laughs> to them and they do meet regional meetups and things. And so, you know, and all of that sort of is sort of built around the core culture of Flywheel, which, uh, you know, for us anyway, we, we tried to establish before we, we went out to, you know, enhance that with remote folks. Oh, wow. Four times a year. That's four times as much as most companies will <laughs> yeah. have a, a big old hands get together. Yeah, you know, I think we do we do quarterly all hands, and I think it's it's super important to get everybody together, and and so that's that's been a longstanding, uh, I think, cornerstone of Flywheel culture, and and you see it in the way that our remote teams feel not only a part of the team, but that they feel like they have great relationships with with people at headquarters and other uh, you know and around the company, and so that to me is super important. I think it drives not only performance but engagement and and a sense of belonging and and all these things that I think are super critical to our ability to provide extraordinary service or build extraordinary products or, you know, build a, a big and lasting company. So you've got to a certain size, a certain point, and I know you've been very heavily involved in the startup culture in Omaha. You used to run a, a newspaper that covered all the startups in the area, is that right? Yeah, Silicon Prairie News, it was like, I always said, TechCrunch for the Midwest. It was online. It was a blog sort of highlighting the I think the innovative and interesting companies and entrepreneurs in and around uh, you know the Silicon Prairie has its flywheel working to the point where things are accelerating and things are working so well that you really need to dedicate full time. Are you at the point where flywheel 
is really accelerating and really starting to ramp up? Well, we are in, in, in some regards, and we've got a we've got a great team. So, I, you know, the, a great team of people that you know. I need to be less in the day to day these days, or I'm able to be less in the day to day these days than, than I have historically. So, in that regard, have some some time. I had the good fortune of people that were part of the community, you know, giving their time and lending their time to me uh, as we were growing, and to my partners and. I have long believed that when you build a company, you shouldn't be on an island, right? That the community of people that you surround yourself with is one of the th things that that ultimately creates, I think, lasting success and ultimately, you know, how you impact a community in a really positive way. And so we try to we try to give back in that regard to, to young entrepreneurs, young founders as much as possible and continue to this day to, you know, have have folks come over and meet for, for drinks or whatever it is and, and, and provide whatever guidance that we can. The other the thing that we think about with regards to the community is I think one of the things that Flywheel can do to impact the community the most, the Omaha and Silicon Prairie communities, is just to build a really big and impactful and iconic company. Because the more of those types of success stories ultimately that exist, the more I think it gives permission to young entrepreneurs and founders to, to dream about uh, things and, and believe that it's possible here. In other places, it's, it's, you point at it and there's lots of examples. And so it's almost easier to take the leap. I think in, in emerging tech hubs, you just need extraordinary examples. And I think that file is, if not on its way to being one of those examples. So are you actually physically located in downtown Omaha? If someone visits the city, they're likely to walk downtown and find the Flywheel headquarters with people spilling out after work to go to the local restaurants. Are you are you right in the center of the city down there? Yep, we're in the heart of, uh, we call the old market here. It's kind of the brick and warehouse district, right in the middle of, of, of downtown. And so, you know, I think we can be highly visible in that way. And I, you know, it's great for, for our people. I love the, you know, the walkability of it. And I love the fact that, yeah, there's, you know, on any given day, there's there's a hundred uh, people in flywheel t-shirts walking around the old market. It's, it's, uh, it's pretty cool to see. Oh, it's wonderful. Is there anything that we should look out for from flywheel over the next few months or in 2019? Is there anything that you're you have announced or that you're ready to announce that is going to be a big, exciting move for Flywheel? Yeah, I think that there's a, there's a bunch of things on the horizon. I think that we, we continue to be like super, super excited about the opportunity that uh, we have with, with local. You know, we've, we launched that about a year and a half ago and we've been working really hard over the last, you know, six to 12 months to, to really accelerate the rate at which we are, we're adding, I think, not only depth, but new features and new concepts to, to that. I think we really have a plan there to be the, the really the de facto local development environment for, uh, for people building on WordPress, um, whether you're an individual or a team or whoever it might be. And I think, you know, like I said, that goes back to the early days of Flywheel. And I think that is, that's one of the things we're super excited about. Uh, the Flywheel Cloud is, is another piece of it as we, as we are able to sort of uh, migrate folks over and, and get them up. I think that is going to be a, a huge boost for not only our customers, for, for new customers as well. And so those are probably the two biggest things. Um, there's a whole bunch of other stuff in the works that's, that's super exciting. But, you know, I think that we've got a lot of exciting things ahead of us. Wonderful. So if anyone wants to keep up with you or Flywheel News, where would they follow you on Twitter or social media or your blog? Yeah, so uh, the best place for me personally is uh, I'm on Twitter at DustyD, although I don't tweet as much these days. Flywheel, you can find it at getflywheel.com or on Twitter, it's at HeyFlywheel. Those blogs and Twitter accounts are super active, obviously, um, but those are the best places to, to, to learn all the good details about Flywheel. And I suspect you guys are hiring? 
uh, always hiring in Omaha and around the globe. And so you can find all those details on the website as well. Engineering, design, support, sales, you name it. Uh, we're, we're growing in, in almost every direction. Wonderful. Thanks for joining us, Dusty. I wish you all the best for the next few months with Flywheel. Oh, thanks so much, Steve. It's been, uh, been great to be here.